Hello and welcome to the All New 52 Podcast, where we talk about comics. Wait, that's not the intro. Wait, what's the intro? I forgot it. You expect me to remember the one that I don't? Yeah, I know. I just wait for my name. <laughs> yes, hello and welcome to the All New 52 Podcast, the show. the show where we talk about comics. From the new to the old. Okay, yeah, here we go. I lost my train of thought and then like, I couldn't get it back. Hello and welcome to the all-new 52 podcast, the show where we talk about comics from the new to the old to the based on a video game. Filling in the gaps between, giving me some lore. Oh yeah, we love these lore dumps. I'm your host, Joe Schirmer, and with me as always is the insurgent to my regime, Caleb Bunn. Oh good, I'm, I'm one of the cops instead of one of the other No, no, you're the cops. insurgent. Oh, so I'm the bat, wait, no, no. You're the rebels. Yeah, and the the rebels are the cops. Oh yes, they are, this. aren't they? And then the bad guys are, <laughs> are also <awesome>. cops. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. I forgot about that. We talk about. Oh wait, no, I, I did do it wrong because now I say we talk about the comics. Oh well, it's fine. We're we're, we're happy one hundred. We did it for hundred episodes. I was like, how do I segue into that? <laughs> Ninety nine flawless intros, and then this one, and then this one. Ah. It's fine. We're we're coming back to Injustice, the formative comic that you know me and Caleb heralded, and now we come back to not heralded anymore. We'll see. You don't know if I'm gonna herald this. I might. You might. Yeah. You know. We, we certainly don't herald your year one, one right? and we certainly don't herald your three. Well, no. Wait, I'll, no, no. Year four. Year four. Yes. <laughs> year four and year five are bad. Year three is my favorite because it's magic. Yeah. 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 I, just, we'll, I remember the covers. I don't remember the corresponding number. We'll talk about that in our third and final Injustice episode because I'm not rereading four or five. I think it'd be hilarious to do four. Four is so painful. That is the shortest one. It is. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, it's Injustice year, year two. Year two. A good one that we remember. We'll see. We'll see how it holds up. And stay with me. We got writers. Tom Taylor. Marguerite Bennett. Pencilers, Tom Derenick, Vincente Quafintes, Daniel HDR, Mike S. Miller, Jeremy Rapak, Bruno Redondo, Zermanico, David Yarden, Inkers, Juan Alberin, Vincente Quafintes, Salim Crawford, Tom Derenick, Daniel HDR, Julian Huguenard Burt, Mike S. Miller, Jeremy Rapak, Zermanico, David Yarden, Colorists, we have. Santi Casas, Rex Locus, David Lopez, Jay Nanjan, Alejandro Sanchez, and Letters by Wes Abbott. Is that the most we've ever done? Maybe. I The first Injustice had a lot of names too, but we'll see. Oh. So, this one. Interesting. Superman created by Jerry Sewell and Joe Schuster. No one else. We don't care about anyone else. Oh, well, that's because of the lawsuit. They have to do that because they... There's a big old lawsuit suit that uh, the creators levied against DC because DC was not doing them justice. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is that they get their credit. Uh, the times they get credited are a little bit more litigious than like Bob Kane. And Bill Finger. Well, he's lucky just to get a credit these days. I think I think they've made it official that they always credit him, but. I just meant Superman's the only person that has their his creator credits there. Yeah. No one else does. Because of the lawsuit. Okay. Okay. Did not know about that. So, 
Year two of Injustice covers uh, kind of the the fallout from year one and also more solidifying of sides between characters and Green Lantern. A lot of Green Lanterns. Yeah, and year one was Superman gets bad. That's basically the premise. Correct. Batman's good. Superman bad. <laughs> this one is Superman's still bad and a lot of other people also bad. Yeah, I think there are like two storylines here. One is how are the Guardians and the Green Lanterns and the Sinestro Corps responding to this? Mm-hmm. And then the other is how is like it's on the ground, but it's just told through the perspective of the GCPD. So it's like how is Gotham citizens and police responding to it? Yeah. With a little, uh, you know, other bits. Well, there's other stuff in there, yeah. There lots of issues to discuss, lots of things to discuss. But first, we have to discuss the art and the millions of artists that were on this book. It's better than last. It time. ranges from pretty good to pretty bad. Yeah. It's a very wide range of, like, not amazing, but pretty good. I think this is, this is just a natural consequence of how many people you get in the room. Yes, it is, 100%. It is clear that this, while they are, they're giving it a little bit more money and time and production value than they did the first one, it's still a video game tie-in comic. That was released digitally. Yes, that they are not, uh, they are not prioritizing with their creative pool. Yeah. Um, when I opened this trade, I was like, did I get a weird copy where like the, Colors are faded. Nope, that's just what some of these pages look like. Yeah, <laughs> this is that's just the color choices they chose. I will say, I think more than the first year, but still not totally there. There is consistency where I'm not distracted. Yeah, there were there was one particular issue in the annual, but annuals are always yeah. Their annuals own beast. can be annuals can be whatever there was one particular issue where it shifted right in the middle and it just, everything got very stilted all of a sudden yes where like it looked like it looked like someone that was like practicing frames of like walking and yeah. stuff it's just you know i i imagine dc was constantly pulling people off of working on this to work on something mm-hmm. that would sell better or you know that just that actually higher, did make money yeah it had a higher profile because i mean i don't know these these did fine I think. I, I mean, Injustice is fairly popular. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I'm going to keep releasing these collections. So clearly they're selling. Well, and also, like, you're not going to pull your top talent on a book like this, no matter no. how good it is. <laughs> That's right. You heard it here. Frank Quietly on <laughs> Injustice. That would be insane. That'd be bad looking. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it makes use of the wide, uh, the widescreen, uh, the kind of formatting of the panels. There's a lot of good like interplay between the characters. I wish the facial expressions were better because then you could sell more emotions. Of... Yeah, because like this well, to is... be fair, it's really just a lot of anger most of the time. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like you can bring more nuance, especially with like the relationships between John, Hal, and Guy. Um, because there was a lot <sighs> more conflict there than yeah. there is with like because Superman, Batman. That bridge is burnt right now. Um, well, then Batman's not really a player in this. Yeah, year but like, either. All, like the big characters. Yes, there's no change. But I feel like, especially with some of those smaller characters, you could feel out those relationships more through the facial expressions. Yeah, there's a lot of lots of lamenting on the losses so far. Um, 
And yeah, it sure does look like they have to poop really bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, positives. I have quite a few. I was yeah. pleasantly surprised because I opened this and I was immediately greeted by, mm, I think I've aged out of this because this just depresses me now. And then there was stuff that I was like, wow, man, Tom Taylor does know how to write these characters. Yeah. And I think that was our big positive last time was that no matter what story beats he hit, he could hit character beats. Despite really. whatever plotting uh, issues I have with what he does and what, he, what he's conformed to do, because he does, he is... <laughs> He, he is having to end with a certain lineup. Yes. So like there ha- does have to be certain explanations to why people aren't there. Yeah. Or why why there are some character changes. Yes. Um but good character stuff. Man, Dinah, Black Canary, love her in this. Oh yeah. Love her interactions with Harley in this. Yeah. So good. Well like and a relationship that gets to maybe three pages mm-hmm. but feels very real. Authentic. Yeah. Like earned. Yeah. Harley, people always like, you know, for a while, Harley was a big, like, kind of kicking person. And I'm one of the defenders of, like, I think new Harley is better than whatever, you know, post 2011 Harley is better than a necessary evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a character that was uh, repeating the same things. She's pretty good in here. Like, mm-hmm. it's somewhat, like, lots of depth for still, like, a very uh, Flanderized character to still. Yeah. Um, I think Jim Gordon's pretty solid oh, here. Gordon, such good stuff. Yeah. And like a character who, because, and I'll just throw this out as a positive, because they get rid of basically Batman and Wonder Woman, they're able to flesh out a lot of these characters. So like Jim probably shouldn't have as much to do, but if you take Batman off the board, why not give that space to him? Yeah. The... His whole stuff on the watchtower at the very end. Oh, it's such a it's good scene. So good. Yeah. And um, it's it's a character death that feels earned and like fitting. Yes. It's poetic in its in, in its ending. Well, and it's it's a death, it's a character death surrounded by so many deaths where he has a certain amount of agency there. Yes. Like it's not like he's choosing to die, but he is certainly choosing the terms that he's going to go out. Well, he's choosing the terms he goes he wants to go out on, and it's just there, there's, there's stuff leading up to it. Yeah. Like this, this whole year of the comic is, uh, you, you have cancer mm-hmm. and if you continue to use these pills to fight back against me, it's going to accelerate it and you are going to die. Yeah. And he's like, that's fine. Yeah. I'm fighting for a cause I believe in. And the annual, when he is able to have some closure about his wife, but then have that conversation with Barbara where she's like, they're anticipating his death is, a really good quiet moment that they're able to take that helps build all that stuff up. Yeah. I got problems <laughs> with Superman, but overall I still think it's like, okay, this like he's already over the deep end, but you can still see hints yeah. of Superman in here, which I like. He's not total maniacal uh, ruler that he does become, uh, but it's just, Man, it's so easy to hate him, but like, then there's still moments where I'm like, okay, you, th- this version did make sense at one point. Yeah, because I, I mean, the beginning of this is he shows a certain amount of regret for killing Ollie. Yes. Um, and but then and so that kind of leads into a good place for Sinestro to corrupt him, and I think that arc is pretty good. I think the better arc is Sinestro corrupting Hal, because that character <sighs> relationship is. Like it might not be pre-established in this, but it's yeah, pre-established it's a pre-established relationship. Yeah, 
there, there's moments where I'm like, <laughs> this is this isn't this isn't uh someone maniacally like changing a kid. This is someone handing like a bully a gun <laughs> and then being like, well, <laughs> there's no corruption here. It's just giving them a me a weapon. That's the other thing is. I don't like Hal. Yeah, like, I really don't like Hal. We're not negative Jet, though. No, no, no. Oh, I just mean in general. Yeah, like, I don't like Hal in general. Yeah, either. across yeah. DC. And like, he, he's gone evil a lot for reasons. And mm-hmm. so like, it's very easy to, for me to buy that here. But. Yeah. I had more. Um, oh, I, I, this gives a lot of fun moments for a lot of like lesser lanterns mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. The whole lantern fight at the very end, where it's like they got a gun, we're bringing a planet. Yeah, <laughs> that part's so cool because I don't really care about Green Lanterns. I think they're like a coolest concept that's continually underutilized, and for the imagination being their limits, uh, they got very small imaginations. I I really like the Green Lanterns because like it's space, it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. it's sci-fi. It's like that's all stuff I really gravitate to. But I do think because they're so uniform, when you get them all in one place, you don't have the room. I, I feel like usually they're better when they're in smaller groups mm-hmm. because you can't draw 10 Green Lanterns and each of them have a fun thing. Yeah. Like they, it does kind of have to be there. They have they're making swords and they're just shooting people with green. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there are individual moments that I think are pretty cool. Uh, and then chip when, or whatever. Chip, yeah. yeah. Chip gets, gets, gets great moments. Um. <laughs> And then, like, just at the end, uh, when Anthe comes down and is just obliterating people. Oh, yeah. That's so satisfying. Oh, it's look, so cool. To look at. Yeah. I think Tom Taylor knows how to structure an issue. I think that there's a lot of, and maybe, I think he had to be a little bit more creative in year one because of how the, how the issues were being released. Here they're being released in a more standard format. And so nah, the, they were still digital like half issues. They don't feel as explicitly like they, they were though. Yeah. So I feel like he is maturing into it. And you know, that can have its positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Limitations force you to be a little bit more creative. But I think I think for the most part, it's good here. Um and he he's able to find uh characters on either side that like their separate stories pair well together. He's nailed his pacing down like a lot. I think this, this is much, uh, much more well, much more well paced, much better well paced, whatever the correct grammar is. It's, uh, just in, in issues and in the overall, uh, what ebbs and flows of the overall plot of the, I think on a macro sense, the biggest asset to that is he feels comfortable doing a big time jump in the middle of this. Yes. Um, Which is something that the later years suffer from. Yeah. Where they don't feel like a year. This feels like a realized year. Yeah. And like with a lot of the stuff he set up, he needs to have that time jump because like you have characters going across the galaxy. You have uh, Black Canary's uh, Black Canary's pregnancy being played out. Mm -hmm. So you need that time. And then just Batman's recovery. The longer you can make that, the more like intense it is. Yeah. So definitely overall, this was a, indeed a step up from the reread of year one. Yeah, it is still a downfall in my mind of the comic I once loved, which I think is fine because yeah, there's plenty of stuff that I liked as a kid that I come back and like, mm, this isn't as good as I remember. 
how much more of DC or just comics in general have we read since we oh, read yeah. that? A ton. A ton. I mean, we have read. Uh, mo- I mean, a lot of them were rereads for one of us, but we have read 99 comics since we started this podcast. Yeah. Um. So just like in the course of that, we have expanded our. But, but as an entryway, I still think this is fine, and it was it's, perfectly it, tailored for it's us. It's still good, and it's still like it's 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 demographic of someone who like a kid who likes the fighting game and wants more uh wants more story wants the lore to it that isn't it's the perfect like companion piece as its own thing as a alternate universe which i usually i usually do enjoy alternate universes more because i think it gives you more freedom i think they severely limit themselves yeah with that well they have the indian right and (sighs) yeah less so i mean I think that's why three works the best because three is like none of that stuff ties into the game. Well, I was, I was reading in two and I'm like, they did not have to push such hard limits on themselves mm-hmm. like they do here. Cause, cause my main problem with this is the gratuitous deaths. Yeah. Which they, it's just, and it's a lot of, it's not like huge characters this time around, but like, Kyle Rayner dies horrifically in the very beginning. Okay. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't have been wondering where he was exactly. So I didn't need him to die. And then it just, it continues from there. Yeah. Uh, it ends up with, and I understand that you want at the end of this, how to be the only lantern on the planet. Yeah. That makes a certain amount of sense. I feel like there were maybe, um, like, the Kyle thing, you're right. Why even put it in if you're just going to kill him right Exactly. Away? There was absolutely, he's around for an issue just to die. Just so, yep, it's an Astro. He's evil. Yeah. Which, which, trust yeah. me, we get. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Sinister. I bet he's a good guy. But He um, looks like the devil. <laughs> he has an evil villain mustache. But then, Helen, Helen Guy's death, or not Helen Guy's, John's and, John and Guy's death happen. Like back, back back to back, which, and I mean, I'll just get into that. And this is a problem with ensembles as a whole. You're never going to be able to like everyone's character is someone's favorite character. Yes. So I'm like, if you're, I'm reading a Green Lantern story, and John gets the least to do, well, second least because he's not Kyle, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be disappointed because I really like John. Um, and so I think it is as much as I understand, you can't give pages space to everyone. It is a shame that he just kind of hangs around and then dies. Yeah, it's it's not so much that he doesn't have anything to do for me. That's the problem because I'm like, okay, you have a huge cast of characters you're having to juggle, um, and what he does throughout the story, like I think, makes sense for yeah. the most part. You know, headcanons of how characters work and whatever, whatever. He, I think, John's character beats make perfect sense. But then you're right; he just he he's still around, and then it's like, wait, wait, wait I guess we have to do something with uh, kill him. Yeah, and I think I think. If this did not have the ending written for it, and ultimately I'm fine because I like that game, so I'm mm-hmm. fine with the ending being written. I think they would have kept one of these around and just sent them back to Oa. Exactly. Like, well, and, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Oa's still around. The that that planet is not Oa. That's um, Molo or Mondo. Oh yeah, or it's Molo like or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a separate thing. Yeah. Well, well, and they have to do the thing of like. They're trying to make it so definitive that the Green Lanterns are gone or whatever. It's like they're not. If Oa's still around. 
or they're, they're just like, wait, maybe we shouldn't deal with this anymore. Because well, I know there is the thing of like the Guardians suck, like yeah. in general. Well, you take out, you but take, they show surprising competency here. You take out their biggest. If Hal is their greatest Green Lantern, oh. is is canon? It doesn't make sense. It, it's, but true, it's, canon. it's true. It's um, true. You take him off the board. You kill a bunch of other ones, and then the rest are imprisoned. I guess it makes sense that they're like, oh, and a guardian died. Maybe we, maybe yeah. we don't mess with them. Maybe we like leave that to the new gods. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like it made me like Guy. I usually hate Guy. He's so annoying sometimes. I mean, that's oh, he, that's his yeah, character. He's, he's meant to be annoying. annoying. He's meant to be annoying. But like, I don't. Know, over over time, I found a certain just fondness for him whenever he shows up. And then, you know, has a good character moment right before his death. I I like the character moment. And it's like I didn't need this to be this gratuitous. Yeah. Like I already hate Hal. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't need to hate him anymore. Yeah. Well, and even just like, there's a scene with. Damien and Catwoman. Oh my god! If we're going to the opposite. Now here's the thing: Damien is a divisive character, and it's because he's an infuriating character that he's easy to write to yeah. be hateable. I think it's I like Damien just because when he's written well, it's so refreshing. But yeah. he is almost like ninety percent of the time written to be terrible. And Injustice Damien is very bad. Yes. When Catwoman goes up to him, it's like just like drags him, and then goes, "I'm gonna punish you." It's just like, this is weirdly mean spirited. It means, and like, I get it that he's, he's on the wrong side. Yeah. We're supposed to be rooting for Catwoman. He's also a kid. It just seems so personal. Yeah. And it also like just a weird relationship where it's like, you're my boyfriend's son, son. and I'm gonna like take joy in hurting you. Yeah. And you don't, you don't see that fight, but just the setup felt really gross i just have problems with all the deaths where i'm like i that edgy 14 year old me thought this was like stakes and yeah. stuff and i'm like this is just creating less room for a like a good story yeah. i feel like well I'm like there could be stakes here um like i do think you need to show a certain severity to diana's wounds at the end to justify fate dinah yeah dinah um to justify do I guess we don't know which faith this is. I'm just assuming it's Kent. I think it, I think it is. Kent. Yeah, it's an old guy, so I'm assuming it's Kent. Yeah, I'm sure they say an injustice too, but I can't remember. Um, to justify him kind stepping of stepping in. Yeah, so I think like there are moments that work, but overall, they definitely maybe if like if they have a currency like a certain amount they can do with blood and gore, they they go into debt. Yes, like, <laughs> they overcharged their card, <laughs> and I like the I like the 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 epilogue that it essentially is with Dinah and the uh, alternate universe Ollie. I think that's all well and good. I think it's a little weird that that's the moment that fate took personally or whatever. Where he's like, "This is where I defy my uh, what I should be doing." Um, but I like it. But I'm just like, I, I I didn't need the fake out death, Dinah. I was like, mm-hmm. I was reading. I was like, did she die? And I was like, oh, she died. Why? Because they have to take her off the board because she's not. It's fine game. to take her off the board. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they took her off the board. It was, I was just, it's just another death on top of everything. And once you give her a kid, like once you've made that decision, which you didn't need to. Yeah. But once you have, you have to get her out of this situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I got two more kind of big negatives. Uh, one is just that I feel like we get a lot from 
the insurgents end, but I want to see more of like the on the ground with like cyborg and flash and stuff. We get a little bit that there's a little bit where it's just them taking them off the board for the time being. Yeah. And a little bit of flash being like, are we sure we're doing the right thing? Yeah. And flash kind of plays that role the entire time. Yeah. Where I'm even in the game, he's the one that ends up flip flopping. But I I feel like we need a little bit more just because I do want to see, I do want to see the continued convincing of these characters that this is right. Yeah. Which <laughs> comes to my biggest negative of how just as a character and as the really main character of this year of just takes no convincing at yeah. all. Just like he's, 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 yep. He's Superman's doing right. Oh, this thing I fought against. Yep. This is the fear is the, the, the right tactic despite everything. Well, he's already bought into it. And then I think, I think the the trick into believing this is to believe like to really retroactively believing that him and Sinestra were friends before Sinestro fell. And to see like that, the annual and then the last fight as Sinestro really uh, like abusing that yeah. friendship. But you have to, that's a certain amount of reading you like, they give you pieces of it, but you have to flesh it out yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's however much of like how much of a companionship did they really have? like? Yeah. That's, that's really like the buying point of how easy this is or was how just the worst all along, which I'm more inclined to believe. The amount of times he's gone evil. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, also I can buy into it because it's like you're um, you're the golden boy who like always gets your way with the guardians, yeah. and then and then they like start doing something you don't agree with, and like you flip because you're entitled. It's just annoying because they're treating it as like this big thing, but I'm like nothing in this character as I've seen so far has led me to believe that this is like a huge shift for him. He's just, it's, it's just, it's so easy for him to like come to terms with this. It seems like he never struggles with his decisions. It's better than wonder woman, but it's still the same problem where you have to assume the worst about the character. Yes. Um, now it is better, but still like well, when you go from nothing to something like, like one I, is more than zero. I can buy the moment where he, where he takes the yellow ring because his uh carol carol's about to die yes so i get that but and i and i do like the thing but yeah i can see where you're coming my other big negative i really like stories about insurgencies i like you know little guys going up against the big uh the big like authoritarian Mm -hmm. force that's very satisfying to me once again that's star wars right i think it's pretty lame that it's only told through the GCPD's perspective. No, no, but it's worse cops. But it's the GCPD. It's worse cops we didn't hire. He gets a <laughs> warehouse full of cops from the Gotham City Police Department. No, 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 but they're worse. And he says, I picked all of you because you all have stood up to like corruption or whatever. I do not believe that there are that many people in the GCPD. Like, I think there are exactly three. I, and I think those three are Jim Gordon, Harvey Bullock, and Renee Montoya. <laughs> no, but the, no, but the, but they look like bad guys, the other ones. Well, it, I think there's something interesting you could have done there where you really do start flushing it out a little bit. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> That's not happening in a DC book. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, 
they're usually pretty critical of these cops. Like they are, this is, they won't be critical of the cops in star city or metropolis, but they'll be critical of Gotham cops, but not here. (laughs) And then you like, you get the hint that normal, regular, non-superpowered people are wanting to fight back. I want to see what that's like. Yeah. I don't want just the solution to be Superman killed. I think that's fine occasionally, especially for like named characters. I would love to see like, what is the everyday person doing to support Batman in, or not Batman because he's off the board, Mm -hmm. but to support Jim and the birds of prey and stuff like that. I think that there's more interesting stuff we could have done. Yeah. Overall, I still think this comic is like the best it can be, kind of, like to an extent. I still think it's good. Yeah, I'm just, I just get dragged down by all the like pointless stuff that mistakes. Yeah. No, it, it is so good with a lot of flaws. Yeah. But uh, it, massive improvement over year one. It is. Um, and depending on how much, how much you like year three, I think very easily you could argue this is the height of the comic. Yeah, I, I'm interested in finishing Injustice 2 now because I've overall enjoyed that more because they're they're not really stuck in such like a confinement where the game in Justice 2 was a five year gap but they're not doing these year things and there's not necessarily like a board they have to get to yeah <laughs> like <laughs> they're able to just kind of tell a story in the universe which I like way more yeah it's well, I think the continual thing I'll come with this is that it has its problems I think that was a very good introduction for us. And I think that there are character moments that are good enough to justify going back to it. However, if you haven't read it before, I'm not sure I'd recommend it. I think if you are wanting to get into comics, yes, I think this is an easy recommend. If you are looking for a really good justice league story or something like that. No, (laughs) no. Well, and that's the thing is like, at this point, if you're going to get into comics, I'm going to give you something with a good Superman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because like this is overplayed as much as I as much as we say this is really good character beats. It kind of can't be for certain characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like this Superman. I like I think I buy the progression, but I think there would probably be other comics that I would more readily go to. He's an angry, angry boy. He's got a temper on him. He does. Which is fine. Superman with a temper is fine. That's Golden Age Superman. But is my adventures with Superman, is he temperful? No, no. He's he's very oh gosh, oh golly. <laughs> Boy Scout. Yeah, which I mean fits very well with Jack Quaid voicing him. But um Oh Jack Quaid. Yeah, he's great. The only voice cast they have a problem Starlight. Is... <laughs> Lois. <laughs> I'm not Superman. <laughs> Lois, where's Homelander? Um, the only the only problem I have with the voice cast on that show so far, there are two episodes out of, as of recording, is Chris Parnell, the dad from uh, Rick and Morty, plays oh, Deathstroke. No. <laughs> That's so bad. He's a good voice actor, just why Deathstroke? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Caleb, what do you have for me? Okay, well, we're sticking to DC. This is a comic that I've wanted to cover for a minute. Um, but we have, you know, we just have had other things come up. Birth of the Demon. Yeah. This well, is, I, I recognize the name. This is a Batman comic. Yes. 
uh, deals with Raish Ghoul. Um, uh, Roz, you're not in the league. You can't call him Raish. Yeah. Okay. You want you want gatekeep me over there? I, I that's like saying you're not. <laughs> that's like telling you you can't go on strike because you're not part of the actors <laughs> guild. <laughs> Um, I, I have not written a single movie or TV show since the, uh, since the strike started. Thank you very much. I stand in solidarity. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Cool. We'll be back next week with Birth of the Demon, Death of the Demon, Birth of the Demon, Batman, Birth of the Demon, Batman, Birth of the Demon. Until then, you can give us a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. Please uh, give us five stars because that gets us up in the algorithm and gets more people to join in on the comic fun. If you have more in-depth critiques or conversations you'd like to have, you can email us at allnew52podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll be back next week. See ya. See ya.